I've never had anyone other than my parents say, come home and stay as long as you want. At least until you're 18. That is what it is like to be a part of a loving family. To, have, to be a child with loving parents. But our Father in heaven has no 18-year limit on how long we want our kids to stay in our house. He seeks all to come to his home and stay. And of course, what we're talking about is eternity in heaven with him. He wants everybody to be there with him. The lesson is called, Come Home and Stay. The first point is adopted and loving it. For a child who doesn't have a family, adoption is a wonderful alternative. When working in the industry, babies tend to go first. I think that's understandable. For most moms and dads kind of want that fresh new baby that they can mold, that they can help grow, that they can, they can bring along the path that, that, that they're hoping for. Those kids who are older, and I saw a lot more of them than the babies, it was harder for them to get adopted if they ever did. Many would grow up in a children's home environment or in a foster home environment. And they usually came from very difficult family situations. So when you get a baby, you don't have to do a lot of retraining, perhaps, or lots of the, the anger issues of why did my parents leave me? Why didn't they want me? It's a challenge. And sometimes those kids who are older have learned the ways of the world. They've learned how to lie. They've learned how to, what a lot of kids have learned. But they were free to build on it a little bit more than, than other parents who might watch over their kids a little bit better. So it's a natural tendency to look at these older kids and go, they're going to take a lot of extra loving. I even saw older kids who were adopted and sent back into the foster care. Well, that's like a double whammy. Their initial family situation put them there somehow, and their behavior made it too difficult for the new parents to succeed. It was very challenging. The system is not any easier. But the reality is, we as Christians are adopted. Were we adopted as babies? No, we're adopted as older people who put their faith in Christ, who have gone through the struggles of the world. Ephesians chapter 1, verses 3 through 5. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, 
who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, even as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before him. In love, he predestined us for what? Adoption to himself as sons through Jesus Christ, according to the purpose of his will. As older people, whether older children or young adults or older adults for that matter, we have had the experience of the world. We have learned sin. We have learned what it's like to not follow our parents' rules, to, to get influenced by the world in so many ways. We've learned that. So as we've gotten older, we've chosen to follow God's path. He has accepted our adoption. We came to him in sin. For Peter says in Acts 2.38 to people who say, what can we do? He says, repent. Why would he say repent? Because they knew they did wrong. I want to be God's child. How can I do that? Repent. Repent from what? Your sins? The world's influence on you? Your lifestyle? Your persecution towards Christ? And be baptized. Who? Every one of you. For the remission or removal of your sins. We were children of the world with worldly troubles and problems. And now we're adopted. We're adopted. And as older adopted children, guess what? We still have some problems because we've been influenced by the world. But God's up for the challenge, isn't he? Because he wants us, even though we have struggles, to come home and stay with him in heaven. He's not going to be the parent who throws his child away if they remain in him. Because he loves us deeply. He loves us immeasurably. But our adoption came at a great price, did it not? Some understand the adoption system, and there's a cost to it. There's a price. There's money that's needed to be exchanged. Jesus was our price. He was God's ultimate price. And he hung on the cross for our sins. Romans chapter 5. 
verses 6 through 11. Romans 5, 6 through 11. For while we were still weak, at the right time Christ died for the ungodly. For one will scarcely die for a righteous person, though perhaps for a good person one would even dare die. But God shows his love for us in that while we were what? Sinners. Christ died for us. Christ died for us. Since therefore we have now been justified by his blood, much more shall we be saved by him from, his, from the wrath of God. For if while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son, much more now that we are reconciled, shall we be saved by his life. More than that, we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we now have received reconciliation. We are adopted. But he paid the price. And because we're connected to him, we can go home to heaven with God. So we are blessed, like Abraham, because of our faith. Galatians chapter 3, 7 through 9. For then, that is that it is those of faith who are the sons of Abraham. And the scripture, foreseeing that God would justify the Gentiles by faith, preached the gospel beforehand to Abraham, saying, In you shall all the nations of the earth be blessed. So then, those who are of faith are blessed along with Abraham, the man of faith. Job. Job is an interesting character. Do you feel, think he felt like a, a loved child of God sometimes? Well, that guy went through everything, but God loved him, and we know he loved him because we can see the word. But that didn't take away the challenges. But what did Job not do? He did not give up on God. Because he was God's, and regardless of what the world was doing to him, he was loving it. Listen to this, James chapter 5, 10 and 11. As an example of suffering and patience, brothers, take the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord. Behold, we consider those blessed who have remained steadfast. You have heard of the steadfastness of Job, and you have seen the purpose of the Lord, how the Lord is compassionate and merciful. The second point is the prodigal son. There's a movie out there that I like, done in 1981. It's called The Chosen. It was set in America during World War II and prior to World War II and during World War II and after. It surrounded a family of very Hasidic Orthodox Jews. A dad had a son who had the ability to read anything and, you know, that photographic memory. Total recall. But the son struggled with something. He struggled with compassion. 
You see, he found his son one day who read a book, and he could recite the whole book to him at a young age. And the book was very sad. It was about a man who had great struggles. And the, the dad, being a rabbi of these Hasidic Jews, asked his son, well, what did you learn? Well, the son was more interested in his abilities of total recall in his mind than he was in understanding compassion that the story brought out. He was more happier with his intellect than other people's suffering. Something the character in the movie said, a mind without the heart is nothing. A mind without the heart is nothing. So I think about Luke chapter 15, 11 through 31, 32 that Christian read today. I won't read the whole thing about the parable uh, of the prodigal son. So we know the story. The son leaves. He takes his inheritance. One of the sons, he goes and squanders it. He comes back. The father's waiting for him. He's looking, hoping that he'd come back. He sees the son. He's hoping to be just a slave. The dad takes him in. He slaughters the, 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 the lamb. And, and there's a big feast and festivity. But what happens? What's going on with the other son? I have been with you the whole time. I have obeyed your commandments to the letter. You have not given me a calf. And that great statement. He was lost, but now he's found. But I'd like to focus on the other son a little bit. What did he lack? What did he lack? Compassion. Compassion. He heard the pain of his father. He didn't care about the pain of his brother. He saw the needs of others who needed forgiveness. He saw the needs of others who wanted to forgive. He had no compassion. You see, many struggling Christians in our world today also need compassion. We're coming to the holidays, especially Christmas. There's a lot of people out there that aren't as happy in their families as you guys are. And they need compassion. They might have done something really wrong. They need compassion. Our last point is this, our loving God. But as we look to God to be our Father, some of His adopted children turn and rebel. It's not something new among children, is it? Even in the Lord's body. So He sends out a mouthpiece. It could be an elder, a preacher, a parent. It could be a child of a, of a parent or a friend. James chapter 5, verses 19 through 20 says this. My brothers, if anyone among you wanders from the truth and someone brings him back, 
Let him know that whoever brings back a sinner from his wanderings will save his soul from death and will cover a multitude of sins. Remember, God wants us to come home and stay because he loves us. All we, like sheep, have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. He paid the price for our adoption. Let us help remind those who might be straying the price that was paid. God will take you back. Your sins can be wiped out again. Let's think of all the ways God has loved us, kind of as Justin brought up in uh, Lord's Supper. The physical ways. How has God loved you? Well, he gave you breath. How about the spiritual ways? He gave you life. And something that relates to the men's class this morning, what about the combination of both? Physical and spiritual. Well, sometimes our spiritual growth comes because things happen in our physical life. And so we grow. We grow. We grow. God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Romans 5.8 And he may want you to grow in such a way to help even struggling Christians feel welcome again in God's adoptive care because we are children of God and he loves us. Why would somebody walk away? Well, it might have a lot to do with the idea that we were older children who were already influenced by the world before we came to him and we still struggle with putting away the worldliness in our life and growing in maturity. The lesson is called, come home and stay. We as Christians have something now and we have something to look forward to. But more important, as important, we have a heavenly father who loves us beyond measure. If there's anyone here today who has any prayer concerns,